Hello, 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 and welcome to the 45 RPM podcast, where this week we're going to be looking at May, the month of May, the new releases, the stuff I've been listening to, what's coming up in June, and all the usual stuff. But before I get into that, I'd like to say a little thing about the current state of the world, which is not good. Um, I'd just like to say that it is important to support Black Lives Matter uh, and their, uh, the link where you can find a lot of these resources, blacklivesmatters.card.co, that is B-L-A-C-K-L-I-V-E-S-M-A-T-T-E-R-S dot C-A-R-R-D dot C-O. Uh, there's a lot of links to sign petitions there, to donate money. Um, be sure to actually have a good look at them. Uh, you know, sign peti- as many petitions as you can. Uh, if you can miss the money, donate it. Uh, no, it's important to be active right now and to do what you can to help. Uh, that's the absolute least we could do. So, I'm going to move on to the new releases then. Uh, on the 1st of May, we had a few releases. We had Four Token released Ruin, a kind of symphonic black metal, uh, solo black metal project with, I think, some xylophones in there. It was pretty pretty cool, pretty interesting sounding. Uh, Vader released Solitude in Madness, which is a quick and fun death metal album. Very short, kind of punchy tracks. Witchcraft released Black Metal, which is actually an acoustic album, which I didn't know last time I called it a doom metal album because that's what they usually make. Um, but they, they've got some pretty cool, like, calm acoustic tracks, very kind of lo-fi, or not low kind of, um, you know, stripped down, just basic, like, acoustic guitar and singing. Uh, very enjoyable. 8th of May, we have Sojourner, Sojourner with Premonition, uh, some really good atmospheric black metal with some piano, some clean vocals. Uh, Winter Filleth with The Beckoning Dawn, which is a solid-ass Atmospheric black metal album, lots of black metal. Uh, Nagolfar released Caracloth, which is some pretty good black metal, but uh, didn't really particularly jump out to me. But it's it's got some pretty good melodic stuff in there. Quite enjoyed that. Uh, then on the 15th of May, Firewind released Firewind, which is a very fun kind of heavy slash power metal album. Uh, however, the ballads and uh, some of the later tracks in the album kind of lost my interest but it did start out quite strong so you know definitely check out like the first four tracks uh, and keep listening if you enjoy it uh, in the company of serpents released lux which is a pretty interesting sludge metal album paradise lost released obsidian um which paradise lost has always kind of been for me a hit or miss like some of their tracks i absolutely love like blood and chaos from their previous album medusa but then other tracks i just I don't know, this kind of missed the mark and I don't really go back to them. For this album, Darker Thoughts is, I love that song. It's amazing, got some great strings on there. Uh, really good atmosphere. I love that uh, that song. Uh, but the album as a whole uh, didn't quite do it for me. Then the 22nd of May, Caligula's Horse released Rise Radiant, which is a solid-ass prog album. Kind of remind me a little bit of some older Lepra stuff. Uh, then Cauldron Black Ram released Slaver, which is some black slash death metal. And Wolftooth released Valhalla, which is some awesome heavy slash power metal again. Uh, for sure, check out Fire Breather. That track is catchy as hell. It's pretty. It's a real solid album. And the 29th of May, Rags released High Protein, which is a very fun kind of bluesy rock album. I saw these guys uh, live as a support for the Vintage Caravan. They're quite good. Uh, and finally, Wayward released Wayward, which is a very fun kind of rock slash heavy metal album. 
uh, very reminiscent of uh, Motorhead, I think, reminds me of them a lot. And those were the releases of May, except, of course, for my top five of the month. Uh, so you might have noticed some of the missing ones already. So with that, I'd like to get into our first album of this month, Havok with Five. That was Phantom Force of a Five by Havok. Uh, Havok is just one of the best trash metal bands at the moment. They hit it out of the park once again. Uh, I love their last album, uh, Conformicide. Uh, and yeah, they're they're quite new band, at least for trash bands. Most of them have been around since like the 80s, but they're, uh, I believe, from the 2000s, maybe a bit earlier. I'm not sure. But yeah, so... They've got great riffs, they've got great uh, solos, uh, but what really stands out to me, like their bassist, Brandon Bruce, is one of the best. Uh, or at least the way they use it in the music, it's amazing. The bass is present, they have some great bass lines, some great grooves, which I'll uh, show you a clip of later. I love the kind of uh, shrill shouting vocals from David Sanchez, really has got that kind of anger to it, you know, but they really bring kind of the old school thrash me mentality and sound into the modern day, uh, which is, uh, it works great. However, their, um, their songs, uh, they kind of, uh, it, it depends on the song, like lyrically, they are very political, they're very, you know, angry about stuff, and a lot of these things I, I think make sense, like Post-Truth Era, uh, one of the first tracks in the album, obviously about fake news how you can't tell what's true and what's lies anymore uh the internet has kind of blurred the lines between what is truth and what's just made up bullshit essentially um you know that kind of continues the song fear campaign about you know it's exactly as the title says people using kind of fear to advance their political agenda especially uh concerning immigration this is something that happens a lot and it absolutely sucks uh but the song fear campaign fucking shred central it's that's great uh and yeah those are some great songs i think phantom force which i just played you i at least how i interpret it i think it might be a ptsd because you know being chased by ghosts by a phantom force uh that in, in uh, nightmares i think it might be about ptsd at least it would fit very well with the kind of thrash aesthetic and the rest of the things they have uh it's also interesting songs like cosmetic surgery using cosmetic surgery as kind of a an analogy for hiding things behind a nice outward appearance, uh, you know, showing yourself as being different than what you really are. Uh, and then what's interesting is because uh, it gets it, it quite a fast album, you know, it has kind of a small instrumental break in track number six, Dub Sog, uh, but then it continues at full force once again, you know, Phantom Force, Cosmetic Surgery, then Panpsychism, uh, which is a kind of philosophical philosophical track uh, but the cosmos is a whole is consciousness and whatever great baseline in there as well by the way um, emergence of death merchants of death about you know war on terror fighting wars in different countries killing people needlessly there uh, America's you know overly military 
uh, approach to those things. And then what's interesting is 11 is one of the only kind of slower tracks uh, on the album, the closing track. Uh, it's kind of got this more slow rhythmic building to it. And it's a song, it's called Don't Do It. And I thought it was very interesting, you know, uh, to kind of close out with a very different track. Uh, because they had some more, uh, yeah, because you've been going at full force with only a small instrumental break in the middle, and then you kind of end out with this uh, song about suicide, suicidal thoughts, uh, which I did think was also pretty pretty cool. Uh, the kind of songs that do kind of clash with me, though, is Betrayed by Technology, uh, which is about, it essentially sounds like it's about a robot uprising, and it sounds a bit outlandish because uh, I'm personally of the opinion like robots aren't just suddenly going to gain consciousness. All the AI we have now is essentially advanced statistics. You know, they're looking at data, processing it, and you could get into what is the human mind really about processing data, whatever, but computers just aren't there, and they're not going to suddenly become, you know, conscious and replace us and whatever. So I think that that one's a bit more fantastical than the others uh, because a lot of these are very relevant to our current political climate uh, and then that one kind of stands out as a bit a bit jumping the shark I suppose but that also kind of depends on, on what you think of AI and how much you know about it I suppose um, yeah but that's really a minor kind of uh, grip with it because Portrayed by Technology is still a great track uh, especially the bass on that really stands out. So I'm going to play you a little bit of Betrayed by Technology uh, to finally let you hear that amazing bass I was talking about. Worldwide. Full scale. Full scale. great kind of bass part from Betrayed by Technology. Uh, so yeah, Havoc 5, great thrash album. You know, uh, last time I think, I believe I uh, talked about Testament and Warbringer, you know, put them in a new big four. For me, Testament, Warbringer, put Havoc in there as well. We'll find a fourth one to complete it uh, some other time. But, you know, good year for thrash so far. Doing absolutely amazing. Uh, and with that, I'd like to move on to our second album of the month. Uh, which is quite a fun one indeed. It is Elstorm with Curse of the Crystal Coconut. Let's have a listen. I challenge the scoundrel to a fight to the death And this time I cannot lose He will meet his Wooden leg, wooden 
So that was Wooden Leg Part 2, The Woodening, which is a sequel to Wooden Leg from uh, Sunset of the Golden Age, which is a song about a guy who gets his legs chopped off and then he has wooden legs and then he gets his arms chopped off and then he has wooden arms. Uh, and in this sequel, he takes vengeance upon those who have chopped off his limbs. It's a pretty epic track. Uh, they've got like a full orchestra, brass section, strings, all that. The good stuff. Uh, they've got Fernando Darko Reed uh, as the greasy Spaniard. And the singer from Japanese folk metal, which is actually the name of the band, as uh, the Japanese dude. And yeah, it's a pretty fun, dumb Illstorm track, but it really has the big feel. Uh, I really like uh, the screams from uh, Elliot Vernon, who does the kind of grunting in Illstorm. Of course, Christopher Bowles sounding, sounding as much as a pirate as anyone ever has. Uh, yeah, so it's a really fun album. That's just one track, but there's great variety on here. Uh, you know, let's just... There's a lot of instruments as well, so I'm just going to go through the track list because there's so much on here. Like, it opens with Treasure Chest Party Quest. Really fun track. We've got some violin, keyboards in there. Uh, it's kind of a party song. makes fun of the whole uh, people selling out stuff because they are literally singing about selling out. Um, and then as the second track, we've got Fanny Boz, uh, which, you know is a term for fanny and balls, so very mature, uh, as expected from Alstorm. You know, it's a, about a famous pirate, actually based on an actual Scottish pirate called Fanegbal, I think. Um, Celt Celtic stuff, man, it's hard. And yeah, Fanny Balls is played by Peter Dinklage, which is fun. A uh, really fun track with brass instruments as well. And just for all of for this entire album, the sing along potential is infinite. It's too great to handle. It's just really fun to chant along all of this. It's just great fun music, uh, but it is also just really good. It's not just just a joke. It is legitimately good music with a funny joke attached to it. It's a perfect merge of dumb bullshit and good music. <laughs> Uh, because they do manage to take influence from like groove metal and thrash metal and folk and a bunch of stuff in there. And we'll get to Tortuga. Uh, we'll get to Tortuga. Uh, up next is Chomp Chomp, the third track. Uh, very groovy, very good solo in there about a big fuck off crocodile. Uh, some other. Uh, they do have a few guests on here. They also here they have Reth from Fintroll, who does uh, some grunting vocals in the later parts of the song. Really great. Uh, and throughout a lot of the album, they have uh, hurdy-gurdy parts. If you don't know, a hurdy-gurdy is a kind of medieval instrument which produces a constant tone while simultaneously you can play, a kind of play strings, I think. You, you like, twist it with one hand and play it with the other. A twist, like, in a crank, kind of. I don't know if I'm explaining this well. It's a really cool instrument. Uh, you might also know it from bands like Eliviti, who use it a lot, other Celtic folk bands. Uh, but, yeah, hurdy-gurdy is by Paddy Gurdy. Uh, so it's a great hurdy-gurdy part on there. Uh, it's really fun. Uh, I love that instrument. Sounds really great. That's some of the folk stuff in there. And then there's Tortuga, which was the second single. And I was hyped after Trust Chest Party Quest. And then I was kind of like, what's this? <laughs> what? What am I hearing? So Tortuga is Illstorm making a pirate rap song. <laughs> And at first I hated it, 
but it grew on me. Uh, it's got uh, a, a featuring thing with Captain Yarface from Rum Ahoy. God, this is all so dumb. I love it. Uh, and um, got a guitar solo from Joe Carter Hawkins from All But One, the side project of uh, Matei Bodor, who's the guitarist. Um and it's a pretty epic track, you know? It's got a good build-up. Uh, it's got the rap parts, but it also has, like, clean vocals by uh, Patty Gertie, I believe, again. So it's got a lot of stuff in there. It's kind of weird and experimental, actually. Um, and I think you just need to give it a few listens, you know? Give it a chance, because it really grew on me. And it became one of the more, like, you know, unique tracks of the record. And I quite enjoy it. It's, it's quite fun. Uh, but I encourage you to listen to that for yourself. Uh, the next song is uh, Zombies Ate My Pirate Ship, which is a uh, song about zombies eating ships, eating wood. Uh, which, once again, has some great vocals by Patty Gertie, some brass instruments, you know, some a- orchestra in the background, Call of the Waves, uh, some violin, I think, uh, solo uh, contributed by Jake from the Aether Realm. Uh, by the way, uh, Christopher Bose did a, a stream listening to the album, which was really interesting. So he, he told uh, talked a lot about the uh, people who appear on it, about the songs. So that's pretty fun. Uh, Pirate Scorn, which is a cover of a song from the Donkey Kong TV show, which I don't know much about. Uh, it's one of my... Uh, it's one of the tracks on the album that I don't care as much for. You know, it's, it's fine, but I think the other tracks are much stronger. Uh, so I often skip that one then there's shit boat no fans which is uh very similar in energy to um fucked with an anchor from the last album which uh when i saw them live they used to close out their set uh just a huge crowd and a band shouting fuck you you're a fucking wanker to each other so that's great energy well this is your pirate ship can eat a bag of dicks so you know same energy uh really fun dumb track and then we get to wooden leg part two Oh no, first Pirate Metal Drinking Crew, which is more, uh, once uh, once again, a pretty catchy song featuring Boo Boo the Dog, just like Torch Death Party Quest, I believe. There's two dog sound on this album, and apparently it's the dog of the producer, I believe he said so. Yeah. Uh, and then Wooden Leg Part 2, which is one of the standard ones for me. Really interesting, really fun. This great epic track about this story of a pirate with wooden legs and wooden arms. <laughs> And then they close out with Henry Martin. Uh, they did a kind of folky cover of uh, which is a, of a Henry Martin, which is a traditional Scottish folk song, apparently like 500 years old. Uh, once again, more Patty Gertie. She really adds a lot to this album. It's really cool. So yeah, it's it's a really fun, really cool album. Uh, I was I wasn't sure at first, uh, but I think I like it more now than. Um, no Grave to d- But The Sea. Really enjoyed that album. Uh, but I, this album really tries some new things. The ver- th- It's really the variety that does it a lot of good, I think. Because like Chomp Chomp is a very different song from the rest. It's pretty heavy. And then you have Tortuga, which is a real wild card. Uh, Shitboat No Fans, you know, classical <laughs> something. And Wooden Leg Part 2, which is this big epic thing. And Henry Martin, which is just a pretty folky song. You know, it's got a lot of variety in there, which really makes it stand out. So that's really cool. Um, so what I wanted to do for my second clip is I want to specifically uh, let you listen to one of the hurdy-gurdy parts, uh, the more folky kind of stuff, because I had like the big epic stuff with Wooden Leg Part 2, 
and you know check out Tortuga, check out shit, but check check out the entire album because it's really fun. Uh, so I'm gonna play you a little bit from Call of the Waves. hurdy-gurdy part with some violin at the end there uh to kind of i thought this might be a good piece to show off you know petty gurdy's um contribution contribution to the album <laughs> and uh yeah it's a really enjoyable album it's really cool check it out lots of people appear on this just uh, to add their little parts uh some really catchy stuff some really fun stuff dumb but good that's uh that's essentially what it comes down to, and you know, that's that's great. Sometimes you need some music that's just about pirates and zombies and whatever the fuck else. So that that's a great, enjoyable album. And with that, we're moving on to my third album of the week, uh, which is a bit of a lesser-known band. Apparently, I wasn't aware that they were uh, not quite. They weren't quite as big as I thought. Um, this uh, album I'm talking about is Omens by Desert Storm. I uh, saw these guys live two years ago. They were touring with the Midnight Ghost Train and uh, Komatsu, who's a Dutch band. Uh, and I bought their album Sentinels then because I quite enjoyed their set. It's pretty good. Uh, they recently released a new album called Omens. Uh, and it's 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 quite, quite good. It's pretty cool. So I'm going to play you a track called Black Bile. <laughs> That was the track Black Bile. Uh, very cool track. So the main thing that kind of caught my attention because I uh, knew their previous album, I was like, oh, I'll check this out. Um, this album has a lot more kind of calmer parts and is quite a bit more dynamic than their previous album, at least as far as I feel for uh, compared to Sentinels, their previous album, which I believe is from 2018, I think. And, uh, yeah, the vocals by Matt Ryan, I really like his voice. He's got this really dub, dub. He's got this really deep, rough uh, voice and the kind of ramping those up into the screams are is great. 
so you know i really really like that and then he got the you have these kind of cool spoken word sections across the album uh so the track we just listened to black bottle was kind of a part where it just ramped up into this big part but there was some like quieter part before that i'll let you listen to something more quiet for the next uh clip and yeah it's really cool uh i think it's really an improvement over sentinels because of the greater kind of the how much more dynamic uh this album feels so a track like pain grief and suffering uh it has some keys and acoustics in there so i've actually used some keys in there uh to add to the sound which works really well i think uh there's some really great bass on the track the machine the sixth track and uh the final track, Rebirth, is actually completely acoustic. So they've definitely put some more kind of calm uh, acoustic tra- uh, um, pieces into their music, you know, some more to make it more dynamic. Uh, slow down sometimes a little bit, make it a bit calm and make those hard, uh, rough uh, parts hit even harder. And I think that works really, really well. Uh, yeah, it's a pre- other than that, it's a pretty straightforward album. It's got a great progression. It's got an intro monologue, um, and it's 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 a really cool album. I very very strongly recommend it. Um, yeah, and it's actually uh, I think you might have been able to hear that just now in Black Bile, some kind of more whispery vocals sometimes, you know, uh, to kind of give this this. You know, I think the band name is quite accurate. You know, Desert Storm. I could see myself just kind of wandering through a desert. These these huge obelisks of stone rising up and whatever. Uh, so yeah, it's got a, it. It's it's quite big sounding, but quite, you know, like like this big empty landscape. Uh, it kind of makes me think of. But um, yeah, I'm just gonna let you listen to what I was talking about. Uh, so just the track Vengeful Gods. This land, their home. From the threats of an approaching ancient evil Skies above darken as lightning cracks it open Marking the arrival of the once imprisoned ones Through tears and prayers, villagers hope to be triumphant But no one escapes the judgment kind of hear them going from in from this kind of monologue whispery silent bit uh spoken word section uh ramping it up into this cool chorus where they chant uh which it's works really well this got stuck in my head it's real good so yeah check out desert storm omens really good album and uh, with that we're moving on to a bit of a weird one uh this is a black metal uh one-man black metal project uh, there's quite a lot of those nowadays uh, this is Esoc Trillium with the Eternity of Shaug. But this one is quite unique. Uh, so I'm just going to play uh, a little bit from Threeton, Second Passage, The Color of Death. No clue if I said that right, um, but you know. <laughs> Yeah. 
yeah, that was uh, Treethon, uh, which is this kind of weird mix of what sounds just like fairy tale kind of music, you know, with the violins uh, overladen with black metal. And it's a really strange uh, combination. But it works really well, and he does a lot of weird experimental stuff like this throughout the album, uh, which you'll hear more of later. Uh, but yeah, it's not just another like, oh, that's pretty cool, Black Metal. It's pretty pretty unique. It does some pretty weird stuff, you know, mixing in acoustic, acoustic guitars, pianos, violins. Sometimes the violin sounds like insane. It really adds to the kind of dissonant, weird vibe of the music. Um and it's pretty cool. There's a lot of things with feedback. Some some of the tracks have some weird, you know, soundscapes. Uh, what we just listened to, you know, it's, that straight up just sounds like a fairy tale, uh, which is later in the track, uh, this part. Before that, it doesn't quite sound like that. Uh, there are some sounds that just sound like someone dropping a huge bar of metal in a huge, echoey, abandoned castle, which is really cool. Uh, this kind of thumping noise. Uh, the first track, Orthal, is a bit more straightforward black metal, but it has some acoustic guitars in there. It's pretty cool. Uh, and there's, there's some really cool tracks in here. The fifth track is completely a piano piece. Uh, and there's just a lot in this album. Uh, apparently, he's he's writing about like demonic possession, insane deities, that kind of stuff. I haven't, I didn't dive that deep into the lyrics, but... It's it's really cool, and there's some weird whispers in there. So generally, there's just these really rich kind of weird soundscapes with weird noises and a bunch of instruments mixed together, uh, combined with these quite uh, unique black metal vocals, I'd say. It's kind of like, like held in almost. Uh, it's not just full-out screaming, it sounds like. Which is pretty cool and unique, you know, and there's also some... Uh, just all kinds of weird stuff. It's very interesting. It really caught my attention amongst other black metal releases, you know, like Nagofar and Karakloth. That's Karakloth by Nagofar. Uh, amongst Nagofar and Sojourner and Winterfilleth and uh, Fortoken, you know, all good albums, but this one really stood out as different, uh, which I think is great uh, in black metal because, you know, it, it uh, there's a lot of good black metal, but I really like it when there's something weird and unique like this done with it. And it does seem that he's going for some pretty big concepts that I don't quite grasp, also with the song titling, uh, which I think might be... It, it, it looks a little bit Celtic, but might be something completely different. Uh... You know, but that's just kind of what it reminds me of with titles like Aelowen and uh, Shitug, Amenthlis and Shire Thas. But, you know, uh, I'm not sure about that. Uh, so, yeah, it's a pretty interesting album. Uh, and with that, I'd like to play you some a part with some of that crazy violin I've been talking about that really adds this kind of weird, unsettling vibe to it. Uh, this track is called Aelowen Aela. The third passage, the undying citadel.
reminds me of like those medieval paintings of like a skeleton playing violin or something, you know? Uh, those kind of macabre images, uh, the, the kind of whole vibe of that. Really cool. Also was not surprised to see the band photo of this guy. It's just him standing in like a, an abandoned castle, it looks like, or something. Some kind of ruins. So yeah, great medieval vibe. Uh, sounds very satanic. Uh, or at least, you know, otherworldly weird. Uh, you know, demonic possession, insane deities. I think that's pretty accurate. I think he's managed to communicate that in his sound quite well. Uh, so yeah, great. Great job to him, I guess. Uh, and now, it's going to be a bit weird. Because for my fifth entry this month, I didn't choose an album. Rather, I picked up a few EPs and singles, which were really good. And I was kind of like, these are really good. So I'd rather just talk about these than one more album. So just two singles, two EPs that I quickly want to go through. Starting out with Karma by Voodoo Kung Fu. Voodoo Kung Fu is one of my favorite Asian folk metal bands. Uh, Lee Nan, the singer and basically the entire band at this point. It used to be more of a band, but he's uh, continued on solo right now. Not exactly sure how that is. Uh, but he um, he's an amazing vocalist. He can do so much different stuff. Uh, he can do... Tibetan, you know, uh, Tibetan throat singing and all kinds of different vocal techniques that he really uses. Uh, very interesting way. So it's really unique. Uh, and he collaborates a lot with other singers, mostly female singers. And this uh, song he did with Jennifer Deal. Uh, and it's a very cool track. Uh, I've liked pretty much everything he's made up till now. So a new single for him is always great. He's kind of released an album, but they're all listed as singles on his Spotify. But on his YouTube, there was a collection of those singles were put together as being an album. It's kind of confusing. He also has two albums, but those were with when it was still a band and not just him. Uh, and But I've heard all of it. It's all good. Uh, but I definitely think he's, he's become better and the new stuff is really good. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to play a little bit from Karma. That's a really cool track. Uh, I think him just lean on uh, really pushed me. It's really interesting to list, uh, listen to music in different languages because you know different languages have different structures that just allow you to create something that sounds very different. You know, you could make the same song in English, but it wouldn't be the same. Uh, you know, you really it, it is in I believe it's in Chinese. He's Chinese, um, and you know that really just creates a, a different song. Uh, and of course the traditional kind of vocal styles in there the instruments all of that uh, but it's a really cool track uh, it's not one of his heaviest he has some very heavy much faster tracks but it's very cool and kind of um, 
more atmospheric, I guess, uh, with the kind of two vocals uh, interacting and duetting very interestingly. So that's a really cool track. Uh, with that, I'd like to move on to Demolisher by Slaughter to Prevail. They're one of my favorite deathcore bands at the moment. Alex Terrible is one of the best vocalists out there, as far as I'm concerned. He can do some really cool stuff uh, with his voice. They do also do some extra stuff in production, which makes it sound extra cool. But I uh, really love the previous sang- single, Agony. Um, I actually... Uh, which was brutal as fuck. I fucking loved it. Uh, and this man, he's just... The one thing he does like almost no one else is he just sounds so angry. Just filled with rage. Uh, which I think is how that course should sound, you know? Um, and he does that really well. And he can kind of really do a lot with his voice, uh, which he showcases often in these songs. Uh, some of like Agony. I really liked 666 of the album, uh, Misery Sermon. Check that out as well. But yeah, he released a new single, Demolisher, Slaughter to Prevail. Uh, and, uh, here it is. <laughs> Love that. That's great. Uh, So I've been listening to the song a lot. Uh, These guys do not disappoint. Uh, Between Slaughter to Prevail and Brand of Sacrifice, you know, it's Deathcore is doing good. Uh, And I mean, Dyer's Murder released a great album last year. Uh, But yeah. And with that, I'm moving on to an EP that came out. Uh, Behemoth released A Forest. the EP is called A Forest. They didn't release A Forest. That would be a baller move, though. Uh, on the 29th of May. Uh, and, yeah, it is uh, made up of three songs and a live track. So uh, the main track where it's called over, A Forest, is a track they made with Nicholas Kvarforth, Kvarforth from Shining. Uh, and then a live version of that track. And then Shadows of Ia cast upon Golgotha and Evo. Or Evo, eh? I'm not sure. <laughs> Uh, but A Forest is a really cool track because um, and they have these more kind of cleanish vocals sometimes. Very ominous, very airy, like like a freaking ghost. Uh, so it definitely sounds like you're in a moody, haunted forest, uh, which sounds very cool, very interesting. Um, and Shadows of Ia, Cascampo uh, Gogotha has a great intro, uh, drum intro. It's very kind of gallopy track, track uh, very echoey. And Evil is really fucking catchy they're really catchy rift in the chorus uh where he kind of sings like Mephistopheles. uh which is the track i'm gonna play for you right now evil so check out this ep it's really good i also quite enjoy the live track it's it's very well recorded uh and i mean behemoth is uh doing some really cool stuff right now uh with the past few albums and now this ep uh they're making great music so check this out Fucking in love it, love the magic The fairy music of thy name 
of reminds me of Enslaved a bit, that part. Uh, we Who are also releasing a new album this year, by the way. But we'll get to that later. Uh, now, one final EP before moving on to what I've been listening. Uh, and that is Distinguished, released Journey on the 22nd of May. Uh, and now they're the band of a friend of mine, actually. Um, so I thought I'd just mention that. But uh, yeah, I legitimately really enjoy their music. It's instrumental, progressive metal. Uh, some influences might be like Beyond Creation, Polyphia. Uh, it's a bit pr- pretty atmospheric, pretty cool. I uh, really like uh, a lot of the parts on here. Uh, you know, there's some great riffs. And a great bass opening on the song Shortcut, which I really enjoy. Traveler has some really good guitar parts. So yeah, they do, they do some really cool stuff with the guitars, with the, the bass. Uh, I, I saw them... Uh, live once in a little cafe in Amsterdam, uh, which was quite good. You know, the bass was real intense. There were some bass drops in there that I could feel in my gut. Uh, so yeah, it's a really cool music, and uh, they are instrumental. But you know, they really, they really prove that they don't need a vocalist because it's very interesting music. It's very enjoyable. Uh, so I'm just gonna play you a little bit this track called Shortcut. like how they kind of uh build it up and break it down you know uh putting in starting with the bass and then adding the guitar on top and the drums and then uh building it down a bit going back to that bass part uh is really cool and really keeps your attention and it because there are no vocals you really focus on the instrumentals and they're really strong so i really enjoyed that ep with that i'm moving on to what i've been listening to this past month uh and to start us off we have a game soundtrack. I actually have two game soundtracks this month. Uh, and the first soundtrack that I've been listening to a lot uh, is Undertale. Because I kind of got back uh, into watching some Undertale stuff again. Really enjoyed this game back when I played it. Uh, the Undertale soundtrack is really good. And I kind of... Uh, I don't know. My Undertale obsession resurfaced recently. Uh, not really sure what triggered it. Uh, but something did. And yeah, I went back to it, and the soundtrack is really good. It is a game soundtrack. It's very chip tuny, you know, classic kind of uh, classical game soundtrack, you know, with the earlier consoles. Uh, but it's really catchy. The track really gets stuck in your head. Uh, I mean, Undertale's pretty well known for its soundtrack being great. Uh, by now, Toby Fox has also released Delta Rune, which has a soundtrack which is just as amazing. And all of these tracks have been absolutely covered to death. Um, so, uh, to start us off, I'm going to play a little bit off of one of my favorite tracks, uh, one of the boss tracks, Asgore. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's a pretty great brass track for, you know, a kind of uh, old-school RPG game. It really fits the style of the game. And this is great music uh, for what I kind of... Uh, sometimes I write stuff, and, you know, if you're writing words, you really don't want uh, lyrics. And this is great music for writing, for coding, uh, which is what I use it for a lot. But also just sometimes I just want to hear one of these tracks. It's really good, really stuck with me. Uh, some other standouts, like, there's a hundred tracks on here because they're all very short. So you really power through it, but like Spider Dance is really good, really catchy. Spear of Justice, Ghost Fight, uh, Dummy, Bone Trousel, uh, Once Upon a Time. So really great tracks on this soundtrack. Um, of course, Megalovania, which has been covered to death. I think there's like a hundred plus versions of that one song. I heard a jazz cover of it. I've heard metal covers. This um, is actually a really cool thing as well. Um, there's an entire, like, Toby Fox-approved uh, cover album. Two of them, actually. Uh, I think the Red Side and the Purple Side. They're called Determination, the Red Side, Determination, the Purple Side. And one of them uh, is completely, like, metal versions of a lot of the tracks in the game. So they've got, like, Asgore, they've got Spider-Dance, Megalovania, a lot of these tracks, uh, metal covers of them. And the other one is just all kinds of covers, you know. Some of them more piano, some of them more electronic. There's like a 12-minute electronic cover of Megalovania on there, which like made really takes that track. It makes it into something else. So it's obviously a lot of love for this music. Uh, but yeah, it's it's really good. Uh, this guy makes some great music. Absolutely, uh, it really elevated the game to make it even better, which is what any good soundtrack should really do. But it's also just great on its own. Uh, it's 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 great chiptune music, I guess. But there's also just some straight up piano and acoustic guitar on there. Um, yeah, it's really good. Uh, and great as the temptation is, I'm not gonna play Megalovania. <laughs> Instead, I'm gonna play the track called Undertale, uh, which is one of the more calm, kind of sad tracks, I guess. It plays in quite a sad moment in the game, and uh, it got me uh, when I first played it. So you know, here's uh, Undertale. <laughs> Undertale this kind of plays uh, in the lead up to the big uh, finale the kind of thing you've been working towards the entire game uh, yeah Undertale really great soundtrack made by the same guy who developed the game you know Toby Fox so that's pretty cool uh, and next up my second soundtrack for this month uh, is the Hyperlight Drifter soundtrack which I also adore uh, Hyperlight Drifter is a really cool game because it has no dialogue at all. It's all visuals and audio, which makes it even more uh, amazing just how much the soundtrack adds to it. It makes it, it, it pushes it even more to the forefront because you have these big kind of landscapes, these big moments where you see these huge, like, mechanical titans slumbering at a mountain, and the music really supports that really great. So yeah, it's it's kind of this weird. The 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 best way to describe it is just the mood of the game. It's got got this kind of 
melancholy sense of dread throughout the entirety of it uh, as this kind of mysterious abyssal being uh, seems to torment you uh, and you have heart attacks throughout the game and the music really does a great job of kind of enhancing uh, all the visual scenes and all of the feelings that you might feel during the game so I'm gonna just play you a little bit off of uh, one of the first tracks I think you hear in the game uh, which is Vignette Panacea very kind of loose atmospheric track which is most of the soundtrack it's very atmospheric game uh, now this is a very piano heavy track some of them have more synthesizers more electronic um, but it's really cool because he also kind of uses um, the kind of distortion and uh, when sound like kind of peaks and all that uh, to his advantage in the more tracks where he's trying to this is a quite a calm track uh, it plays at the beginning and I think also the end of the game, a similar version of it at least, like a reprise. Uh, but there's also tracks where things are going less calmly, um, where you kind of have this kind of, yeah, the, the track that I'm going to play next is called Corruption. There's kind of corruption creeping in there. It, is this, it almost sounds like the sound itself is distorting because of its presence, which is really cool. Yeah, it's just amazing how well the soundtrack matches the visuals of the game and just the feel of the story. It's 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 amazing. So I'm just gonna play you a little bit of Corruption, uh, which has more of those kind of synthesizers and this kind of uh, peaking and distortion or whatever uh, for the kind of more just the, the evil of the game, I suppose. So yeah, it's also really dynamic, great build up. Uh, like it has like the soundtrack has 80, 28 tracks, but it all just feels like one whole most of the time. It's one whole thing. 
Uh, it's one track on there which is like 16 minutes, but you barely even notice. It's just kind of gets you in a bit of a trance. That's that's what's so amazing about it. Uh, and now for something completely different. Uh, my next album is Ruskaya with No One Is Illegal, uh, which is a really fun album, which I've kind of returned to lately. I uh, recently got it on CD. Now, Ruskaya is a kind of ska rock band from Russia. And uh, they have a lot of uh, brass instruments, uh, fun, a lot of brass instruments, a lot of just fun tracks, you know, pretty lighthearted. And uh, the album is called No One Is Illegal. And um, it's got some really good messages on there. You know, they, they, they're they simple and strong, you know, uh, like, I mean, Love Revolution, it's exactly as the title says, Love Revolution. Uh, I mean, the second track, You're Not Alone, No One's Illegal, Here's the News. It's some really great tracks about, um, you know, be nice. <laughs> uh, which, about, you know, the, the nice things in life. It's a positive album, which you need sometimes. Uh, I mean, songs like No One Is Illegal, about, you know, rampant xenophobia in the world right now. Uh, it tells the story of an immigrant and, you know, like, hey, no one is illegal. We're all people. We all deserve a safe place to live. And here's the news about just propaganda and uh, fake news nowadays. Um, that's a great song about just how much he loves his mother, which is so sweet. It's it, You just need that sometimes. Uh, give it all away. Just a really good love song. So, uh, Cosmopolite about, you know, being one as the world, dance your tears away, break down the wall. These are all just very, you know, positive, optimistic songs uh, with some great uh, brass instruments in there, you know, trumpets and whatever. Some accordion, some violin here and there. Uh, some great chants in there. Saw them live, which was really fun. They just make it a really fun show. Uh, they had people dressed up as fruit that crowd served. Don't know why, but it was really fun. So it doesn't have to make sense. That's just how things are sometimes. So I'm just going to play you a little bit from uh, the track called Cosmopolite. My home is no location. My home is everywhere. Hello, Shanghai. Remember West of the East. I came in peace. By a Cosmopolite. Cosmopolite. really fun catchy uh song about you know the world and uh how we need to see past borders and try and fix our shit together uh you know, it's really fun and positive and this guy the main vocalist on stage he has just the happiest face and makes you just want to smile uh i'm not gonna try and say his name <laughs> 
But yeah, it's a really uh, great fun album, which you just uh, need sometimes. And the messages are very like straightforward. You know, no one is illegal. Material possessions aren't as important as love and the people around you. Uh, you need to get rid of your prejudice. Uh, prejudice, you know, judge people based on who they really are. Uh, which is like break down the wall, the eleventh track, break down a wall, and build a bridge instead. Uh, and they're really straightforward, but you know, you need to, you need someone needs to say it sometimes. Uh, and it's some great stuff. Now, of course, I realized that Love Revolution. I love the song, uh, but I do realize that you can't accomplish everything by being nice. Uh, and the current protests are violent, but that's because, you know. That's a different thing. The police start that start that chaos. They incite the violence, and at that point, what can you really do? So, that is warranted. I'm not trying to say that. Well, love revolution. That's great. We should all just love and be peaceful. They are peaceful protests. They turn violent because the police does incites that. So, sometimes you don't have a choice, you know. But um, it is nice to have these kind of positive messages. Uh, you need that sometimes, you know, you need to hear some of this. You're not alone. It's great to sing that in a field full of people. That was an amazing experience. Um, and just the sweet, the sweetness of how these tracks, you know, it's just very, very optimistic, very happy. Uh, and that makes me very happy. So I'm just going to play you a little bit from the track. Dance your tears away and then we'll move on. So come on, dance, come on, dance. And you won't go. Okay, so that was Dance Your Tears Away. Uh, this album is great start to finish. Uh, they have a lot of other great albums as well, but I really like this one. Uh, they really did something great. Came out in 2019 last year. Uh, yeah, check that out. Next up, Sabire uh, with Gates Ajar, which was released in 2018, uh, which is a heavy metal album. Uh, which I've really come to enjoy. It's two people, Paul Corbin on drums and Scarlett Monastirsky on guitar, bass, keyboards, and vocals. Uh, and it's really good, really catchy, heavy metal, uh, slash hard rock, kind of. Uh, very high vocals, very fun. Uh, and just straight up, almost all of the tracks are about sex and BDSM. Uh, you know what? Why the fuck not? Uh, they're really fun, they're really good. Uh, so yeah, that's, you know... I'm on board. Uh, so this is a track called uh, Black Widow. Don't hold me, don't 
that's a really great track. Uh, just like guitar noodling at the end there. Production is also just makes it sound very classic. Uh, definitely has some glam in there in the sound for sure. Uh, I really like their little LOLOL with the, the female backing vocals. Um, just makes this stick in your head. Uh, this is an earworm, and it got stuck in my head, and I re-listened the album a few times. Really good. It's just popped up on my Spotify. Uh, and yeah, some great tracks on here. You know, One for the Road is really fun. Rise to the Top is a bit of a slower track, but of a more mid-pace, uh, which is more about, you know, rising up, hard, doing hard work to uh, accomplish your goals, which is one of the... Uh, <laughs> more different tracks in the albums because you know then you have black widow which is about dominatrix and they have slave to the whip which i don't think i have to explain but it's also a very good track uh demons calling which is that song absolutely shreds uh it's a really fast song uh it's really cool make me shiver has some great riffs on it uh, it's pretty short and sweet seven tracks one of them is the intro track um which as far as i'm concerned skip the intro track i don't know why it's there it seems completely pointless to me. It's called Helheim, which is from Norse mythology, and I don't see the connection in the slightest to the rest of the album. So, I don't get it. But the rest of the six tracks, which are actual musical tracks, not a weird intro track, are great. So, you know, just ignore that and listen to the rest of the album, because it's really good. I don't know why it's there. Really bothers me. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to play you another track. I'm going to play a little bit from uh, Slave to the Whip. <laughs> Another great track. Really like that kind of uh, guitar riff there. Really enjoyable. Really catchy album. Check it out. Skip the intro track. And with that, I'm moving on to another great heavy metal album. Kind of Nawadam, whatever. Infidel by Ambush. Released on the 13th of March 2020. So this was actually released this year. But I somehow missed it. Which is a shame. Because it is real good. Uh, I believe they're Swedish. I'm not sure on that. Um, but yeah, it's also uh, not too long of an album, but it's got some great stuff on there. Uh, and I'm just going to start off by uh, playing you the track Infidel. <laughs>
track was Infidel. It's the opening track. It's uh, really great. Got some great speed to it. It's about someone, uh, women, a woman being burned at the cross for occultism. So uh, that's interesting. But yeah, it's a it's a great track. Uh, they've got uh, quite a variety of you know what the tracks are about. The next track, Iparite, is about the lost generation who died during the First World War. Uh, leave them to die is just essentially about sacrifice. Hellbiter is a very, very interesting way of saying vampire. I think that's a really cool name for vampires, Hellbiters. Uh, it's a more of a mid-tempo, very catchy track as well. Got some great chanting in there, like just choruses that you can really chant along with. Could really see these guys live. Uh, see that it would be really fun to see these guys lives, live. I could see that it would be really fun to see these guys live. Um, great solos on there. There's a bit of a bass uh, break part on Aperite, which is really cool, the second track. Uh, it's a v overall very enjoyable, very nice uh, Nawadam album, a heavy metal album. Uh, and yeah, some very metal subjects like Silent Killer, uh, Heart of Stone, Lust for Blood. Uh, it's really catchy, it's really good. Uh, so, yeah. And uh, The Summoning, it's fifth track, uh, it's just about perfectly in the middle of the album, almost. Uh, they don't have an uneven amount of tracks, but whatever. Uh, it's an instrumental track, which is also quite interesting, which I didn't even really notice on my first listen, uh, to be honest. But it's it's quite good. It it kind of um, has a nice break in the middle. It's quite well placed there. And uh, what I'm going to play you now is a track called The Demon Within, which comes after the summoning, the instrumental track, sixth track on the album. Uh, it has a really cool guitar part after the kind of uh, chant, uh, well, the title of the track, The Demon Within. called the demon within i really love that uh kind of high-pitched part after the demon within like that can't really mimic it but yeah it's really cool really good album uh some great heavy metal uh it keeps keeps giving me more spotify keeps recommending stuff uh yeah it's really cool um and also the, there's a reason that um, half the band almost all of the band is listed as backing vocals because they all do those kind of uh, shouts after a big chorus part, those chants, uh, which are really good. So check that out. Ambush, Infidel, released back in March. Really good. And with that, I'd like to move on to the upcoming releases. The upcoming releases for the month of June. Uh, so on the 5th of June, we have 16 releasing Dream Squasher. We have Death Courier with Necrotic Versus. Uh, Exhumed and Gruesome have a split called Twisted Horror. 
Uh, Pell Divine, releasing The Consequence of Time, pretty cool heavy metal album. Trash Talk, releasing Squalor. On the 12th of June, we have a version's crown. Hell will come for us all. Behold the Octopus, Hapoleptic Overtrove. The 19th of June, Haken is releasing... Haken is releasing Virus. I really like Haken. Recently saw them. Really excited for this album. Great prog. Expect to see it next month. Uh, very high chances of that happening. Protest the Hero is releasing Palimpsest. And Lamb of God is releasing Lamb of God. This was actually delayed from last month. So I do hope that it's actually coming this time. Uh, Mushroom Head is releasing A Wonderful Life. Vampire is releasing Rex. Which is a really cool kind of thrashy death metal album. Um, band. They're really good. Vile Creatures releasing Glory. Glory. Apathy took the helm. And this 22nd of June. I'm really excited for this as well. All Numroot is releasing Wala'at. I think. Uh, they're a Saudi Arabian black metal band who uses like kind of traditional middle eastern instruments and uh has some really unique vocals uh some cool like sitar in there and whatever else uh so they're really good really interesting and the 26th of june karach angren is releasing frankensteina stratamontanus which was also released supposed to be released in may but i, th I believe but was also delayed uh, and Inexorum is releasing Moonlit Navigation. Mantar is releasing Grunchtown Hooligans 2. And Piron is releasing Apscast Time. And finally, Scott Wino Weinrich is releasing Forever Gone. Uh, and not in June, but all the way up in August. Two albums I'm really excited for, which I'd just like to mention. There's a new Enslaved co album coming. Um, which uh, they've released one single for Homebound. It's really good. And there's a new album by Unleash the Archers on its way. And I love Unleash the Archers. They're a great uh, power metal album coming out in August. Uh, so that's going to be real good. So got some stuff to look out to, stuff to look forward to. Uh, yeah, that's been it for me for the month of May. I'll see you again uh, after June has passed us by. So goodbye and enjoy your day.